Welcome to the Holdness Road Methodist Church Audio Worship. The audio you are about to hear was taken from the service broadcast online on the 22nd of November 2020. Good morning and welcome to Holdness Road Methodist Church Online Worship. The call to worship, we come with joy to this celebration of God's love. Open our hearts, Lord, to receive your love. We come with hope to witness to God's power. Challenge and encourage our spirits to serve you, Lord. We come with a willingness to proclaim God's presence to all. We thank God for this invitation to worship, witness and serve. Amen. We come to a time of prayer. Almighty Father, you have made our minds, so help us to know you. You have made our hearts, so help us to love you. You have made our voices, so help us to sing your praise. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, so together we may celebrate your glory and worship you in spirit and in truth. Almighty Father, we enter your presence, confessing the things we try to conceal from you and the things we try to conceal from others. We confess the heartbreak, worry and sorrow we have caused that make it difficult for others to forgive us. The times we have made it easy for others to do wrong. The harm we have done that makes it hard to forgive ourselves. Lord of mercy and forgive us. Almighty Father, open us to this sea of your mercy and water us with the full streams of your grace. Make us children of quietness and heirs of peace. Light the fire of your love in our hearts and strengthen the weakness of by your power. Help us to see and hear and know your living presence in us today. We ask all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Join us as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Today's reading is taken from Luke chapter 18, verses 9 to 17. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance, who would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. 
For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For those that don't know, I work with children in a nursery. And when I was doing some research for some activities and ideas to do with them, I discovered there was a World Children's Day. It used to be called Universal Children's Day and it's celebrated on the 20th of November. It's a day when we can reimagine a better future for every child. I felt like God was pulling us towards this theme for today's praise service. For us to revisit this message that God wants us to be his children. To embrace the qualities that children have for us to enter the kingdom of heaven and for us to share his kingdom here on earth. I'd like to share with you some good explanations that I found on the internet that helps us embrace these qualities. In Luke 18, we read the story of the little children coming to Jesus to be blessed. The disciples, who thought the children had little social significance, felt that they weren't important enough for Jesus and tried to push them away. But Jesus said that they were worthy of his time. In fact, Jesus said that he desires everyone to come into the kingdom like children. Many people pass over this story without diving into the implications. Yet this is an incredibly important statement by Jesus to help us understand the kingdom and our response to it. Some teachers may conclude that we need childlike faith, but the text never says childlike faith. There are two other problems with that conclusion. First, it is incomplete. Faith may be a notable attribute of children, but I think the analogy of becoming like children is more robust. Second, the idea of childlike faith often leads to an inaccurate conclusions that we are to be immature or less educated about our faith. So what does it mean to enter the kingdom like a child? While the immediate story doesn't elaborate, there are plenty of other texts, including those surrounding the story, which can be used and help us understand this deeper. Based on these, I believe that God wants us to become into his kingdom joyfully. Children have a unique, joyful spirit. You may argue that it's based on their ignorance, but it's not their ignorance that makes them joyful. They are joyful because of what they focus on. They are not yet distracted by the cares of the world. We may be less ignorant than children, but we too can have the same joy if our faith is unhindered by our fearful distraction. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. 
It is being produced in us and will manifest if we don't quench the Spirit's work. In Matthew 13, verse 44, Jesus tells us of a man who joyfully sells everything to buy land that has hidden treasure. There was a risk involved and the man could have been fearful, but his focus was on the reward. The kingdom is of a priceless value, so our inheritance, namely Christ, should bring us great joy. For those who have children, you will probably remember when you arrived home, your child was mostly overjoyed with you being there. In our lives, the level of our joy indicates the level of value that we put on God's presence. Those who joyfully enter the kingdom know that Jesus is the main attraction. Do you find him more valuable than anything else? God wants us to come into the, his kingdom expectantly. The children came boldly to Jesus because they knew his heart. The, the obvious analogy is that God is our father. We, as his children, should know his rewards. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says that the faith requires knowing that God rewards those who seek him. Luke 11 verse 10 to 12 says that those who ask will receive and those who seek will find. So God gives us the Holy Spirit when we ask. The presence of God is the reward of those who seek him. Before the story of the children is the parable of the persistent widow who expected results. I believe that expectancy manifests itself in the form of persistence. Do you expect to receive more from God? God wants us to come into his kingdom trustingly. When I'm playing games with the children, especially in the soft play, it amazes me how much children trust me to catch them when they jump off the equipment. I guess if we were in a face-to-face -face surface, we could demonstrate trust by having someone fall back into someone's arms. Let me first clarify that there is a big difference between trusting and testing, and every parent should know that. Testing has a heart of disobedience and defiance. Trusting God assumes his character is good and depends on him for our needs. While we may see ourselves as independent people, we must recognise we can do nothing if we are separated from Christ. This is exemplified in Jesus' parable, told immediately before the children come in, about the two men praying. It says, he also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. The first and foremost matter of trust is that we cannot enter the kingdom without him. Trust leads to boldness, like the blind beggar who cries out to Jesus for healing as he passed by. Trust is much more than just intellectual knowledge. It is functional. 
As our knowledge grows, so can our trust. Like the blind man, even limited knowledge can create solid trust if our spiritual eyes are firmly fixed on the correct objects of our trust. God wants us to come into his kingdom innocently. Children are not perfect, but they have a level of innocence. They are not tainted by the ways of the world. I believe the children came to Jesus with pure intentions. This is related to Jesus' words in Matthew 5, verses 6 to 8, that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled and the pure in heart will see God. Purity is the image of a glass of water not mixed with anything else. Those who seek the pure living water of God will be rewarded. We will never be perfect on earth, but we can slowly decide Desire God above anything else in the world. God wants us to come into his kingdom humbly. Children are instinctively humbly, humble sorry, because of their awareness of their limitations. Right before the children come to Jesus, Luke records Jesus saying, The one humbles himself will be exalted. During the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus says it is the meek who will inherit the earth and the poor in spirit will receive the kingdom of heaven. Then right after the story of the children, in both Luke's account and Mark's, it is the story of a man with great wealth and power who missed the, kind the way of the kingdom, God's kingdom, is not like the world's. Entering is not about power, money or influence. The prideful rich young ruler wanted to know, sorry, wanted to follow his way rather than Christ's. A humble person, meek and poor in spirit, sees the power of their affection, not their own worth and merit. We become like children when we submit to the authority of Christ's work for us. History has been heading towards Jesus' return when he will fully establish his kingdom. Therefore, as people of the church now, we would be wise to become like children as we enter his kingdom and help others do the same. Amen. Have you heard of Teaspoon Prayers? using the abbreviation TSP. T stands for thank you, S for sorry, and P for please. Now, Claire has used this idea countless times over the years, but today I want to use the teaspoon idea, but with a little difference for our prayers of intercession. Let's pray together. Incomprehensible God, that we and others may be filled to the measure of the fullness of your love, we now pray. A teaspoon, used by some to add sugar to drinks, adding sweetness, bringing pleasure. We pray for those whose lives are arduous, who struggle to keep going, and for whom there is little pleasure or joy. We pray for those whose lives not only lack sweetness, but are actively sour or bitter for whatever reason. 
Fill them with the measure of your sweet love, we pray. A teaspoon, just right to measure the small quantity of salt, bringing out the flavour of food. We pray for those whose lives lack enjoyment, for whom the humdrum grind of work or home is wearying. We pray for those who cannot discover their true potential because they lack access to education or opportunity. Fill them with the measure of your cherishing love, we pray. A teaspoon, five mils, to measure medicine, to ease suffering and promote healing. We pray for those who are unwell, in body, mind or spirit, naming in our hearts those known to us. We pray for all employed in healthcare and medical research, bringing hope and healing to others. Fill them with the measure of your healing love, we pray. Not only for measuring, but also for mixing, stirring, feeding, a teaspoon is not merely passive. We pray for ourselves, that we have found nourishment in our souls through worship together and that we will be stirred by the Holy Spirit to live the words we pray. Fill us with the measure of your enabling love, we pray. Amen.